me, and I'll guide you, said Anthea. My cane's pretty useful. And anyway, I listen hard. I reckon I listen harder than anyone else. They set off past a row of letterboxes and then turned into a road with tall trees growing on either side of it. Listen to the trees whispering secrets to each other, said Anthea. You're making up stories again, said Ivy. I like her stories, said Wendy. They went past the house with the rose garden in front of it, then past the long hedge of lavender bushes, and then down stony steps to the place they called the Star, because two roads crossed and a third road came down from the hills and joined in. You could go in any direction, backwards, forwards, up and down. But the sea was murmuring down below them, so they chose the downhill road and made for the beach. They passed the little cake and bread shop, and then the last house of all. Mrs. Morrison was busy in her kitchen. She waved to them as they went by, and they waved back. What are you doing? asked Anthea. Waving to Mrs. Morrison, said Charlie. Anthea waved too. Hey, be careful with that cane, shouted Ivy. You nearly hit me with it. They went on down, under more tall trees, all muttering to each other in rustle, rustle language, then over the old bridge, down five more steps, and suddenly there they were on the beach. Waves were breaking on the sand, running up towards them, then sighing as they ran backwards again. Seagulls called to one another, warning each other that people were coming down to the beach. Charlie and Max shouted and ran off along the sand. There's a log here, Ivy said to Anthea. The boys have run away and Wendy's already wandering. You can sit here while I go after them. Anthea sat on the log and sniffed the salt and seaweed smell. She listened to the sea sound, which was like the day's slow heartbeat. Behind her, she could hear the sound of the busy creek running under the old bridge. She sat there, listening to the two different water sounds, the boom of the sea on the sand and the chatter of the creek tumbling down to meet the sea. After a while, she bent down to touch the sand and sifted it through her fingers. And then she stood up and walked towards those waves. She could tell what was in front of her by touching the sand with her cane. Sand and shells, more sand and shells, a plastic bag perhaps, sand and shells again. Something she could not be sure of. What's that? She bent over and touched what her cane had discovered. An old shoe, soggy with seawater. Far down the beach, she could hear her brothers and sisters shouting as they chased one another. A faint breeze blew in on her. It was almost as if the sea was breathing her a secret message. It's getting cold, she thought. And, as she thought this, a little wave washed in over her feet, then ran back into the sea, just as if it were ashamed of itself. Time to go back up the beach once more. It was hard for Anthea to find the exact log she had been sitting on, 
She was still looking for it when she heard footsteps galloping towards her. Her brothers and sisters were coming back. Quickly! Quickly! Fog! Ivy was shouting. One of those fogs! It's rolling in on us! said Wendy. It wasn't there, and then suddenly it was. Hey! said Charlie. We'd better get home. I can hardly see the bridge. Well, I can't see it any more. It was just there a moment ago and now it's gone, cried Max. The fogs just swallowed the world. That's okay, said Anthea. I know where the bridge is. I can hear it. Hear it, said Ivy. How can you hear a bridge? The water running underneath it, Anthea explained. It's over there. She pointed with her cane. I can hear it a bit, said Charlie, but the fog's getting so thick. So thick.